And welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Still to come, we'll hear from Jesse Rogers from the desert, the latest on the Cubs and the White Sox. Now time for Shot or No Shot. Here's Shane Orley. Shane. Snore it up. Let's go. Rock and roll, baby. Good I'm morning, excited. boys. What are, you, what are you so happy about, Kaplan? I'm going to Chapel Hill today. Yeah? Yep. S- say a prayer for me. That's going to be great. Going to Chapel, that's good. Chapel Hill, North huh? Carolina. Where is it? North Carolina. Who's playing there? The University of Virginia Cavaliers uh-huh. and the North Carolina Tar Heels. That's good. You kept the records away from your son, said, no, no, that team, that game's going to be terrible. Virginia was seventh in the country. Exactly. But this style of basketball makes you go to sleep. You know that. Packing it in, four corners, defense. Oh, God. And the final... Virginia wins it, 47-44. You want that? Do you think Carolina's getting 44 points? (laughs) Carolina's down and Virginia's boring. But Uh, good luck, though. It's an experience nonetheless. Thank you. Here's Shane Orlin. All right, speaking of basketball, Patrick Beverly will debut tonight for the Bulls. He reportedly had some words. Not reportedly. He said some words to Zach Levine, and we have him here. Let's take a listen. You know, I seen today, you know, a lot of shots you got to kind of hesitate. You know, I told him your job here is not to pass at all. We don't need you to pass. We need you to put the ball in the hole, in the hole at elite level. And, uh, and that's my job to keep preaching on that, keep harping on that. And uh, the ones who want to be great, they respond well to it. Uh, Shea Gilders, Alexander, Anthony Edwards. Uh, I'll play with James Harden, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I can get in their face and tell them, hey, man, put the ball in the basket. They respond well. And the guys who don't, you know, are, aren't the greats. You know, so uh, I'm excited for that challenge. And I know he is also. Mm. Your job is not to pass the ball. Shot or no shot, this is exactly what Levine needs to hear from Pat Bev. Well, that's a shot. And I'm going to tell Bulls fans right now, whatever the one-loss record is, get your popcorn ready. It's Pat Bev. Chicago's own back in town. Get your popcorn ready. No, me, I'm going to be on Zach Levine ass. This will be very interesting to see for the first time in, God, what, Cap? Almost a calendar year to see a real lead guard out there, a veteran lead guard. You had Lonzo Ball for a while, and then, of course, he went down with injury. This is a point guard that's going to try to make others better. Let's see how it works. You know what would be really cool? When he becomes the head coach. Pat? Pat Beverly will be a head coach in the league at some point. I'm not saying here. He'll be a head coach, He and it'll be wildly entertaining. We will see. Bring I, it on. I think that that is exactly what I think Bulls fans want to hear for the rest of the stretch here. I, I don't know how the season's going to go. But with Pat Bev on it, there's a reason why that Pat's been on a lot of different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, words out his welcome quickly because he wears on teams. And it's all leadership. It's all in love. But the modern player doesn't want to hear that, quite frankly. Right. They just don't. You wonder, like, Pat Bev's coming to the Bulls. Why? And why was he on the bottom shelf? Well, there's a reason why. You see he wasn't scooped up quickly. Okay. There's a reason. He's almost at the end of his rope. He's almost done. I think some don't like that temperament either, though. They don't want to hear. Like, players, if they're going to lose, they don't want to hear about it in the locker room. Correct. Did today's player? Absolutely not. But So, we'll watch. I'll be very interested to see. Let's go. Shay. 
All right, let's stick with the Bulls for a moment. Our very own Sylvie right here at the station. Right. I'm waddling Sylvie. He has said the Bulls have been such a glaring disappointment this season that they're actually a, quote, hate watch. Shot or no shot, you are hate watching the Bulls. That's a no shot. No shot. I understand what he's intimating there. Yes, I do too. But like tonight, I'll be out of town with my son. We're going to go to dinner. He said, Dad, bring your iPad. I want to watch the Bulls game tonight. Patrick Beverly's making his debut. I'm not going to hate watch it. I want the Bulls to win. We're going to watch the game. We'll have a good time watching said game. But I'm absolutely not hate watching. Am I disappointed in my team? Wildly. Because we have an overmatched front office who put a bad roster together. Having said that, the Bulls will beat the Nets tonight. At least they should. I if I I don't have a money money on the game, but yeah. if I did, I would bet the Bulls to win the game. You better lock that in before you get on the plane, pal. What's the betting situation in North Carolina? I don't know. Get it in now. Shay, do they have legalized sports gambling in North Carolina? I don't believe so. I have a friend who lives in Charlotte who always asks me to place bets for him at uh, legals. And I better lock it in before we Cap. go wheels up. Yeah, you better get that done now. Because you, you know how miserable you'll be. Like, here we go, Brett. Got to put together. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't work. We're geolocated out of the state. <laughs> Dad, why didn't you put your bet? Then he's going to start leaning on you. He's going to start criticizing you for not getting the job Dad, done. you should have had Vucevic for a double-double. Yeah. See? That's what's going to happen, Cap. So lock it in now. Okay. Bulls beat Brooklyn tonight. At least they should. They should. It is legal, but you have to go to a brick and mortar, Kaplan. He's not doing Get that. Get a little blackjack in, take Brett to the casino, have a nice time. Cap's not doing that. Is there a casino in Chapel Hill? I doubt it. I would doubt it. Be the party city. You would think with that program, there should have been. <laughs> you think it should have been something like that around the campus? Right. Uh, so, yeah, so um, hate watch. Well, from his viewpoint, maybe that is the case, Cap. I would say a shot from his standpoint, not from mine. I'm watching the league. It's more so than the Bulls. I'm watching the entire league. Look, I'm excited to watch Patrick Beverly play tonight, and I want the Bulls to win. I am not hate-watching them. No, I disagree with with uh, Mark there. I, I would say, for me, it's not a hate-watch. It's just I'm observing what one of the lowly teams in the East is doing right now and see if they can be able to pull the nose up on this thing with Patrick Beverly being the lead guard. They've been slip-sliding, though. They've lost against Memphis, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Orlando, Indiana, Milwaukee, right into the All-Star break. Who do they have? To, they play again tomorrow, right? They play Sunday against Sunday. Washington. That's okay. It. That's Bo- not easy either. The Bulls will win both games. Is the Washington game here or there? Uh, back-to-back home games for the Bulls. Bulls will go 2-0 and this weekend. When we come in Monday morning... They'll be 1-1. One and one. They will be 2-0. and Kiss of death right here. 0-2, <laughs> maybe. 2-0. and oh. the, cooler, the cooler is next to me, so that's gonna, that means 1-1. One and one. In fact... That's right. I will tell you guys this right now. Okay, Cap. If they are not 2-0, and oh, we come in here Monday... You will. I'm picking up the check at St. Elmo's Tuesday night for dinner. Okay. Danny's going to be watching these games with immense interest now. But if they are 2-0, and oh, baby, bring the wine list and not the regular wine list. Get us the other wine list because it's going on the Carmazana. Like, like, this account. is what's going to happen. And now the Bulls are going to go 2-0. Cap's going to limit us to just sides. We aren't even going to be able to get steaks. <laughs> We're going to share sides. You're going to pay through the nose if that's not the case, pal. If they're not 2-0. and Shay. 
All right, Jeff Darlington had some new reporting conflicted with what we've been hearing out of Green Bay regarding Puxatani Rogers' future with the team. Listen to this. I've learned two things in the past 24 hours that make me kind of believe that the Jets, it's time for them to simply sign Derek Carr. The first of which is a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. There's another bit of information, and that is the impeccably sourced uh, report from Diana Rossini talking about that the Jets told Derek Carr in his meeting that they believe that with the Jets, he will be a Hall of Famer. Okay? If that's not just total BS, if they're just not trying to inflate him, which maybe that is the case... Go sign Derek Carr right now. All right, so focusing on the Rodgers portion of that, that they they want him back in Green Bay. Shot or no shot, the will he, won't he storyline that is now three years running with Aaron Rodgers every offseason is the most annoying story in sports. The most annoying in sports. Uh, No, because I'm amused by it. I am going to say no shot. It is not the most annoying in sports. Couldn't disagree more. The last three years, it's been the same thing, Cap. Will, will he or won't he? It's gotta, if it's not annoying to you, it definitely is to Packers fans because they don't know what direction the team is going in. And also, it's, it should be annoying to you as a Bears fan because if Rodgers is not here, that increases the chances of the Bears being able to win more games. I would agree with that. Because whatever you think of Jordan Love... I could just stand here and just tell you, I don't know if Jordan Love's any good or not. I know that's the great unknown. But with Rodgers out, I don't see 0-2 against the Packers. If he's not part of the Packers, then I don't see the Bears going 0-2. 1-1 maybe, but not 0-2. Agreed. And if you do go 0-2 against Jordan Love, man, that's not a good sign. <laughs> right? Correct. This is not a good sign. So I would. it's annoying to me, yes, because this guy can not decide whether or not he wants to stay with the Packers, retire, or go someplace else. He's just holding the... See, here's the thing. If he was an NBA player, you'd be all over him. Why can't this guy decide what he wants to do? Holding up the organization. But Aaron Rodgers, because you want to have dinner with Aaron Rodgers. You want to have a conversation one-on-one with Aaron Rodgers. I do. That's why you find him interesting. But if that was an NBA player, you if that was Kyrie, you'd be all over him this morning. You would be. It's probably a fair fair assessment. What do you mean fair? It's true. That's what I just said. No, not more than fair. Hey, hey, b- back off there, Sparky. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. All right. All right. Just so I don't, I got a nice clear path. I'm moving the chair out of the way. Yeah, I noticed yeah, that. That's, that's <laughs> a, little, a little blocker right there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on your side. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just I, well, I got a nice clear path, moving the chair out the way to come after you. That's what I, I'm going to do. I agree with you. If it was Kyrie, I would probably be crushing the guy. No question. Aaron amuses me. Holding up the organization like that, though, Cap. I mean, he might come back and haunt us again and, and, and own us again for another two games. That's why it bothers me. This other side, though, intrigues me, Shay. I know that's not where you're going to go. But you meant Der- Derek Carr. When you say Derek Carr Hall of Fame, let's break it down. And That's Dar- what he said. That was Darlington, right? Yeah. Darlington didn't get it accurate. Diana Rossini reported the Jets told Derek Carr he would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, that's BS. If he played with the Jets. Well, this is what I told JP yesterday when he was in for you. Jared Payton was in for you, Hoodie. I love JP. Was, 
What are they going to tell him? You blow? And like, if they're making an overture to sign a quarterback, they're going to tell him he's going to be wildly successful. They're not going to go, well, we don't know about your future, but we'd like it to be here. They're going to tell you, yeah, we think you could be a Hall of Famer if you join this team. Yeah, I don't think you go to that level. I don't think the Bears are going to bring Orlando Brown in for a visit in free agency and go, yeah, we see Anthony Munoz written all over you, the greatest offense on there. Oh, we just think you're okay. We want you on the team because well, we think you're a, a, Shay, a decent player. Shay, there's a, a gulf. It's... The best first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You're just okay. How about we think you're a really damn good football player that fits into what we're doing? You don't have to tell me he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's just way overreach. Way overreach. One of my favorite sites, and, and Shay's going to learn this, and because Cap, Cap already knows Pro Football Reference, right? Yep. So yeah, you type in and you type in um, uh, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. First thing comes up as far as career accomplishments. Similar numbers, Andy Dalton. Oh, God. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton. Followed by Ken O'Brien, Ryan Tannehill, Ron Jaworski, Kirk Cousins, Jim Everett, Phil Sims, John Kitna, Tony Romo, Brian Sipe. How many Hall of Famers did I name there? Zero. Zippo. Now they're saying Garrett Wilson. Uh, who's their other star receiver? For Oh, for the Jets? Yes. They have another star receiver. Who's the other star receiver, Shay? They got two. Well, you have, have no life. You only Corey have Davis. Okay, they have Brees Hall's coming they back. Got Elijah Moore. I mean, they got players, but they got a good offensive line. They got an excellent defense. They are ready to take another step. So that's what they're trying to sell him on. Hey, man, we're going to win for the first time in a long time, and you are going to get the shine. I think Carr can get the Jets on the right trajectory. I do. I think he's a very good quarterback. His defense around him was bad with the Raiders. Take a look at the numbers. Tell me I'm, I'm wrong. I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. The Raiders' defense wasn't very good. Agreed. He kept trying to fight from underneath all the time on those Raiders games. It was also games. an effed-up organization. No question. Uh, we got around the NFL. That's coming up next. Jesse Rogers from the desert at 835. Cap and Jay Hood. Weekday mornings at 7. Cap and Jay Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the National Football League right here on Cap and J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Are you riding to work? It's Cap and J. Hood with you. I'd like to remind you that Greeny comes your way from 10 to noon, followed by Carmen and Yurko 12 to 2, Waddle and Sylvie 2 to 6, Black and Abdallah 6 to 8 into the ads couple with Carm and Mike Nort. Right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. By the way, I got a bunch of people reaching out, so just a fast update. My son had emergency surgery yesterday as the show was beginning. Yeah. I get the call from my daughter-in-law. Uh, Nick's in the hospital. He has appendicitis. He's A-OK. He was released late last night. They did it laparoscopically. All is good. So thank you for all the concern. Here's Appreciate Shay. Appreciate Shay asking. Shay? Oh. I asked. Pre-show. I know. I'm kidding you. He did. This guy, I mean... 
<laughs> bus driver Kaplan just put me in the middle of the freeway and run me down. Chamor didn't. But go ahead. What are you doing? Here's Shay Norley. Shay? Got two guys back here working our asses off. Think this show's sound good. This guy just turns around and slaps us both across oh! the face. Working your asses off. You're doing your job. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's get started with the uh, greatest of all time. Because there's, there's going to be a meeting. Go ahead. Hoodie, I think <laughs> I think we saw this coming. The rumor mill is swirling around Tom Brady. Yeah. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, acknowledged that Brady said on his Let's Go podcast, he thinks he can still play. Now's just the time to stop. Well, now Ben Volan, Patriots writer, who's very plugged in, has been writing about Brady could be bringing his cap hit down. He'll have $35 million come off of his cap hit when he becomes a free agent in March. Mike Florio says the retirement letter he issued is worth, quote, jack diddly squat. There is a lot of talk about a 49ers overture that could bring Tom Brady out of retirement a second time. There's no shot this guy's doing this again. No shot. Because then he becomes a cartoon character. He goes from the goat to, that guy's a clown. That Seriously. You mean like Sugar Ray Leonard or like some of these UFC fighters that always say I'm retiring, then come back? No, because that's not Tom Brady. That's different. It's not? Sugar Ray Leonard? One of the greatest of all time? He's great. He's awesome. I loved him. He just retired like four or five times though when he was boxing. That was different. That's different. This is different. This is different. Tom Brady. He becomes a cartoon character if he comes back again. Yeah, what about the video from the beach? Now we got to erase that and him be back in the uniform. What about the beach video? That dude selling that sand he stood on for $99,000 on whatever it was, Craigslist. Good try. eBay. Give that sand a whiff. That's the selling point. You give that a whiff, you can still smell Tom Brady's ass. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell you right now, Tom Brady's not coming back. I think that's it. I think that he got a, a taste of it, and now he just has to work his way out. I think the smartest thing for him is taking that year off. He's not going to go right into the booth. He'll take a year, won't he? And then he'll, he'll relax, be with his kids, yeah. handle his business interests, the Brady brand, all that stuff. Yeah, so I think that that's actually good for him to be able to stay away from football, see what it's like, and then maybe take that Fox job. He's got more money than God. He doesn't necessarily have to do it, but it keeps him involved in the game. Mm-hmm. All right, Shay, what else do we have? A report came out on The Athletic this morning that is fascinating about the breakup between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Russell Wilson apparently wanted to convince the team to fire both Pete Carroll and John Schneider saying he didn't believe in the overall direction of the team. He didn't believe in the offense. Uh, He also had a replacement in mind, Sean Payton. Hmm. Well, you know, it's amazing how this works, right? You have a successful organization. You you knock it it down one time with a a championship, right, Cap, with Seattle? One championship? One championship and then the one where he got picked off by Malcolm Butler. Okay. You're in the mix, though, and the window was wide open for Seattle. That's correct. If you ask someone who's a top five coach in the NFL, someone would say that Pete Carroll would be in that top five because of his tenure in the NFL, his success. When someone says, give me a top five front office, they'd, they'd choose Seattle, John Schneider, what they've been able to do. New stadium, you know, great fans, all that. The culture is right in Seattle. And then might be going in the wrong direction now because Russ is not there. But even without Russ, they still made the playoffs. So for Russell Wilson to suggest, yeah, both Carol and Schneider need to be to go, good on the ownership to say, yeah, actually you can go. Actually you can go. 
Thank goodness. Like, we're giving Ryan Pace deservedly so praise for getting Justin. He and Matt look like they got that right. Dude, a year earlier, or, or the same offseason, they were trying to get Russell Wilson. Imagine what they would have paid for that. Yep. Thank goodness that guy's not here. And again, it, uh, no, ego aside, temperament aside, it's just the player. You're getting diminishing returns because he's a veteran player. Am I right or wrong about that? You're right. But Russell Wilson. And I, yeah, supposedly a, a D-bag to deal with. Oh, sure. Sure. That's sports anyway. That's sports and that's life. You're going to deal with people that you don't want to deal with, people you don't want to talk to. But if they're productive, you can deal with it. Again, some don't care about culture. They just care about results and Correct. production. Correct. And, so, and for Russell Wilson, Shay, that's just diminishing returns. And they, like Sean Payton is there. That's why the Payton thing was so weird. Like, are you sure you want this job? How many good years does Russell Wilson have? Because if you are Sean Payton, you're only in it because you think you can win a championship. You sure you can get something out of that? Can you get one more drop out of Russell Wilson? Are you sure? Right. And if this report's true, I mean, the two of them are, you know, star, star-crossed lovers that have finally found an ability to work together. We'll see if it pays off. In the article, it does cite a lawyer uh, for Wilson wrote a letter to the athletic characterizing the assertion that Wilson called for Carroll's and Schneider's firing as, quote, entirely fabricated. However, the athletic did speak to more than 15 Broncos players, coaches, and staffers, granted them on anonymity to speak freely about sensitive topics, and the uh, interviews were pretty concise. A first-time head coach who was too accommodating, an inexperienced coaching staff around him, and a star quarterback who failed to live up to expectations after being handed what he wanted. Peyton to the Broncos feels like Pinella to the Cubs or Oliver Pinnell to the to Paul Blue Demons. It does. I get it's, it. It feels like a money grab. Honey, I'm going to get one more payday. Doesn't work out. We'll live in Denver. We'll enjoy our time, eat some good food, and get out of here. Now, when I said that he was, if he was the Bears coach, no. Because I would say, hey, there's a young quarterback he can mold and shape. Russell Wilson? You better hope this is Manning at the end. I love you. The, better hope. I love the press conference when they said, uh, "Are you going to allow private coaches in the facility?" He went, uh, "I was unaware of that, but no, that won't happen here." That's fine, but what? Where are you going? That's the question. If it was here, I wouldn't feel that way. I wouldn't feel it's a money grab. I wouldn't feel like it's John Fox. I would not. I would say, hmm. He's working with a young quarterback. He's going to get Fields right. That's our offense is going to start humming. Right, Fox. He felt like a money grab, but this is. Purnell taking the last bit of money he could from DePaul. Well, just to piggyback off what yes. you're talking about, Golden too. parachute. <laughs> Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, Heisman winner, expected to be the number one pick in next year's draft, 2024. I did an interview with people of all places, and one of the quotes that stood out was, he wants to play somewhere with a young coach. He want, he cited the Dolphins. That probably won't happen because they're too talented because they have Mike McDaniel. They have a smart young mind running the offense. The Broncos are bringing in the old guard with Sean Payton, Russell Wilson. You look around the league, a lot of the old guard coaches are on the way out. It's more Kyle Shanahan, more Sean McVay, more Mike McDaniel. What does that say? Now you have the best quarterback in the in the 2024 draft saying he'd rather play somewhere where the coach is 40 or under. Oh, we need to unpack that a little bit further. That's going to be interesting to see, too. Interesting to see. All right, Shay, can you squeeze in one more? Quickly. Uh, well, we have some Eric Bieniemy com- comments on why he left Kansas City. Let's listen to this. Here's what I say. It's been an amazing 10 years, okay? We've had a great deal of success. Coached a number of great players when I was a position coach. 
But on top of that, we've had a great deal of success over the past five years, five, five seasons. Comfort can become the enemy of progress. Okay. In order to grow, you can't be afraid of accepting different challenges. Okay. So this was an opportunity for me to come out and accept a new challenge. Mm-hmm. So I am fired up and excited. It's good. The enemy fired at the end of the next season. Go ahead. I would think if they fired <laughs> Don't Rivera, be laughing, Jay Moore. I'm just, it's not about that young brother. I'm talking about I'm in Washington because of that whole situation. It's not so because right. of him. I don't think Rivera is going anywhere. But if he is... And the offense shows signs of life. Her Eric sleeping with the enemy could be the <sighs> head coach. Take that. Okay, we don't need the, the Berman. Yeah, I was just going to say, what is, what is this, fastest three minutes? Yes. Eric sleeping with the enemy. Is that what you gave me? Yeah. It's not as good as this one, though. That's, I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as, as this one. Give me my board here, uh, Jay Moore. It's not as good as this one right here. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly, February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. What? What? It's funny every time. <laughs> it's just, every time that line just hits. Out of his mind. Two African-American quarterbacks starting against each other in the Super Bowl for the first time. Fittingly... February 12th is Abe Lincoln's birthday. Here we go with the highlights. Free the slaves, get it? Slaves. Let's go to the highlights. Whopper, whopper, whopper. <laughs> hey, what was the one, we, Shay, that you played the other day? Slaves. I, what was it yesterday? You were here. It was, it was oh, slaves, right? No. We're talking about the slaves. So yeah. I remember, you know, two black quarterbacks and Abe Lincoln. I mean, you get it, right? They're black. The, uh, what was the one where the guy was showing the women's basketball highlights? And then he goes, all right, now let's get back to real basketball. Oh, yeah. Who was that? That was on SportsCenter. Yes. Okay, that guy needs to be suspended. Who, Chris Berman? No, no, the guy who said the basketball one. Oh, Berman's good, though. That's fine. No, I mean, that that one. Excuse me? He's like emeritus. He's on the way out. That was just ridiculous what he said. How about that, Shay? Thumbs up on Berman. Can't get him out. He's got tenure. He's He's been around too long. He's on tenure. By the way, you know, two African-American quarterbacks. And last night, me and the wife, Roots, we enjoyed it. It was unbelievable. A great a great documentary. I love Lavar Love LeVar, LeVar Burton. I, I, I love him. The way he was running, I mean, I, I mean, slaves. It was great. <laughs> People never cease to amaze. No, I mean, this is what it is, man. Chris Berman. Just... Jesse Rogers will join us from the desert. The latest in the Cubs and Sox. That's coming up next. Captain Jay Hood, uh, uh, have, you know, Happy Black History Month, uh, ESPN Chicago. Hey, buddy. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Captain Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Blackhawks made another deal yesterday. No, no, it was Josiah Slavin. He uh, goes Who? to the Josiah Slavin. Do you know him? Josiah sounds yeah, Amish. That was it. That's what it says here. Uh, Blackhawks made another deal yesterday. It was not involving Patrick Kane. They sent a former seventh-round pick, Josiah Slavin, for the Anaheim Ducks forward, Hunter Drew. Kane's still in in trade talks. We'll keep our eyes on that. We'll see whether or not he's going to be traded between now and March 3rd. ILL, INI, hell of a ball game yesterday against Northwestern. Hell of a game. Illinois picked up a huge win against Northwestern uh, at State Farm Arena. 66-62 66-62 was the final. It was Terrence Shannon that scored 14 in the Illini's final 24 points. Jeff Bezos hired an investment firm to explore a purchase of the Washington Commanders. Jay Moore. 
follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time to go to the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. That's where we find Jesse Rogers covering baseball for ESPN at ESPN.com. He joins us here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Good morning, Jess. Boys, good morning. Happy spring training. Games begin today in Arizona. Only two, but then the full full squad tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. Pitch clock starts. The shift is now eliminated. You guys know the rule changes. It's all starting today. And there, and Jesse, by the way, broadcasting live from a backfield. Uh, field number four, is that where you are right now? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in Clearwater, Florida. Field number four, the Phillies, was my stop today. I'm doing 10 camps in 10 days. Oh a lot God. of ex-Chicago players here. I just talked to Josh Harrison. He gave me a big eye roll uh, talking about the White Sox last season. Um, I talked mm-hmm. to Schwarber, of course. This is a guy that built a house in Middletown, Ohio, and spends the entire offseason in Ohio. The winter in Ohio. For a guy making twenty million a year, I give him credit for doing that. Said hello to Nick Castellanos. He's got a couple kids. Schwarber has a one year. It's a lot of a lot of Chicago connections. And Cap, you'll like this. I talked to Trey Turner. Uh-huh. He said the he said the Cubs finished third. He third. Fin- they finished third. Who was they second? They, he said third. They weren't re- uh, necessarily ready to push all in. Is kind of the phrase him and I came up with mm. when it came to the money. He said they finished third. Wait, wait, wait. They weren't ready to push all in. What does that mean? That they offered him like a White Sox Machado deal? We'll give you 200 Sorry, I'm getting 310 Or they pushed their chips in. They just weren't all in to win at this moment. No, I think it's the money. I don't think they were willing to go to $300 million, which is what he got from the Phillies. So I, and, it, and they probably weren't willing to do that because they weren't necessarily ready to win. But also maybe they don't want to spend $300 million. They'd rather spend 177 and still get a... A good one. So we can so, debate that. So but he, finished, this? He, he said I, the Cubs finished third. I spoke to a sitting general manager, and he doesn't work in Chicago, mm-hmm. and said general manager said to me, if you gave me the checkbook of my owner and I could sign any free agent, I said, got to be like DeGrom or Verlander or Judge. He said, none of the above. Trey Turner was the best available player in baseball. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, especially with these rule changes. He's going to dominate defensively when you when you need the, an athletic shortstop more than ever. I asked him how many bases he's going to steal. He just gave me a smile. He didn't put a number on it. <laughs> uh, he, he, he could win the MVP in this lineup. He could easily win the MVP in this lineup. And Bryce isn't here for a couple, three months because of his elbow. But this guy is going to probably dominate. I mean, the, the rules, his game was great anyway, and the rules only, only play into it. So, yeah, I, I don't doubt that GM at all. Jesse, I know it's still early, but I'd just like to get your, your thoughts on the White Sox depth chart. Is this team, uh, at least on paper, better than the White Sox from last year? Not necessarily, but if they're healthy, they could be better than last year. I don't, I don't see how they're that much better. I do like the Benintendi signing a lot. Um, they're, they're, talent-wise, it's a, it's a similar group. But we know that they can't stay healthy. So I, I don't know if they have enough depth. You talk to people around the league, it, they don't have six, seven, eight starters um, that you'd want. And that's with, with uh, the Clevenger up in the air, which, by the way, I do think uh, the Clevenger situation is going to be resolved before opening day. In fact, I'd say sooner 
rather than later on Clevenger. So at least they'll have some clarity there. But I don't think they're deep enough there. If they get injured among their position players, I don't think they're deep enough. But if they stay healthy, Jay Hood, I do think it's a talented team that should be able to battle with Minnesota and Cleveland. But that's a big if. They have four key players going to the, going to the WBC. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing. If they stay healthy, it could be a good thing because they lock in. But there's another chance for Luis Robert or Eloy Jimenez to get hurt, going to play meaningful games in in, in March. So a lot of lot of there's a lot of uncertainty all across the league because of the new rules and the WBC. This is going to be probably the most intense WBC yet. Like many of the best players from all these countries are playing, but it's throwing spring training for a loop, and obviously these new rules as well. So. If people say, oh, I know exactly how this season's going to play out, no way. Nobody knows. Not with the new rules and, and the WBC. Nico Horner, the press conference this afternoon to announce his extension, and uh, Ian Haps is tomorrow. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just that thing, right? I was talking to Schwarber about it because we were talking about Wilson Contreras, who I sat with uh, for about an hour uh, earlier in the week. I'm going to write it up uh, in, in a little bit here. Uh, Wilson Looks happy, looks comfortable, but again, another guy that did not sign an extension. God, I'm surprised it hasn't happened with Nico. I'm really surprised. Not so much with half. He's one year away, just had an all-star year. He probably thinks he's way up here, and the Cubs are like, well, maybe prove it again. But I am surprised by Nico, even though he has years to go. I just feel like him and Dansby are cornerstones up the middle. Maybe he wants to be paid more like a shortstop. I don't know exactly what, what it is, Cap, but it hasn't happened yet. And that is a little surprising. And you just hope that this isn't the reputation maybe Jed's getting, even if he proves out right about Brian and the money, right, and Rizzo and the money. Like, you still need to sign some guys and get over your skis a little bit, maybe overpay for your own guys a little bit. It hasn't happened yet. Um, We'll see over time, you know, who wins out on the Rizzo, Baez, and Bryants of the world. I mean, those guys did not have great years last year other than maybe Rizzo with that short porch. So, Cap, it hasn't happened yet. I I. Don't expect the Nico extension imminently. That's just my gut feeling. It's interesting, Jesse, that you mentioned the World Baseball Classic only in this regard, especially for you gamblers out there listening to our show. If you have a choice between the Astros repeating and the field, you take the field because no matter what's going on with the the Astros or the arms races happening with the Dodgers and the Mets and and the Rangers teams that's spending a lot, you still think it's wide open to whoever's going to be the next World Series champion. That's how you feel? Yeah, it's definitely wide open. Now, it's wide open among about 10 teams. Mm -hmm. You know, there's about 20 that have no chance or maybe 15 that have literally no chance, right? There's the haves and have-nots. We've entered that era I've talked about this before. The Phillies are loaded. I was at the Mets yesterday. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing Verlander and Scherzer right next to each other, lockering. I mean, it's just it's, it's insane. Pete Alonzo, Lindor, it's just one guy after another after another. Houston, I was there three days ago, stacked. But it's hard to repeat. They've made the playoffs six straight years, which means six straight short off-seasons. Um, it's tough. They already have an injury to Lance McCullers. Jordan Alvarez is hurting a little bit. They're sending guys to the WBC. Um, so, yeah, Jay Hood, I think it is wide open. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Seattle Mariners make some some leap. But there's about 10 teams, and you can you can make a case for any of them. You really could. And then there's about 16 or so that you could say no chance, no way at all. And then there's a few in the middle, like just to make the playoffs. The Cubs are kind of in the middle. The White Sox are a little bit in the middle. You can look at best-case scenarios, worst-case scenarios. But in terms of winning it all, 
I think there's a large group, and you could you could choose Houston, the Dodgers, Padres, obviously, the Mets, Yan- uh, Mets, Yankees, Braves, Phillies. Any of those teams could win the World Series. Hey, before we let you go, because we're just about out of time. Yeah. I want to go back to Clevenger for a minute. Uh, yesterday, Grafal was not even asked about it. The first player he talked about, oh, Clevenger had a really good side session. Ball was coming out of his hand really well. This dude's going to be in the rotation, and you said we should have clarity before opening day. It sounds to me, again, I have no intel. It sounds to me like he's going to get exonerated here, right? Yeah, there's nobody has any real intel. Let me just say that it's this. This is stuff that they that are they're pretty pretty buttoned up about it. But if you put me on the spot, I would say yes, he will be on that opening day roster again. That's just an educated guess. I think we'll know one way or another before opening day. But yes, I think. And and look, if you're Grafal, you have to act like he is until he isn't right. You can't just like sit him out until they decide uh, uh, his fate. He's got to prepare. And if he's on the roster. He'll pitch game four or five, whatever, and if not, they'll go to Davis Martin. But, yes, I agree with you. I think if you ask me one way or another, I think he will be on that opening day roster and not suspended. Jesse, as always, we appreciate your time. And uh, keep in mind that Cap's favorite owner now is Cohen from the Mets. He wants to trade Ricketts for Cohen because uh, way he's a, a big-time spender. He Isn't wants- he everyone's favorite I'm owner at, right now? I'm actually <laughs> looking for Joe Lacob or Matt Ishbia. Yeah, okay. Give me, give me the guy that's going to spin through the nose and does not care. Cohen, uh, Lacob doesn't Steve care. Cohen. No, Cohen. We're talking, we're talking baseball. Okay, just I was taking any owner, dropping him. You in. want Cohen as your guy now? I'll take you, you, because you want to trade Turner. Yes. See, whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, man. Can't take the money with you, Tom. Thank you, Jesse. Jerry. All right. Enjoy the pitch clock, boys. Okay. <laughs> it's Jesse Rogers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he's with us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. How about that, Cap? Thunder clatter. <laughs> thunder clatter. <laughs> thunder clatter. Boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the car accident. Your chance at the tip-off madness tickets. You want to go? We'll tell you how you can do that next on Cap and J-Hood. Welcome back to Cap and J-Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, John the Hood with you still to come. Some thoughts from Tim Anderson. A sit-down conversation yet with Chuck Garfine from NBC Sports Chicago. If you missed it, you have to hear that conversation coming up at 9 o'clock. Not about the White Sox. No, no, no. It's about the White Sox and their doldrums. The White Sox and the criticism of the White Sox and how Tim Anderson takes that criticism. We'll get that to you coming up at 9 o'clock right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. All week we've it's been a pleasure to be able to give away tickets here on Cap and J Hood. CBS Sports College basketball game and studio analyst Clark Kellogg is tipping off the madness on March 9th at the Event Center in Rivers Casino. It's going to be great, man. March 9th, Cap, an opportunity for someone to be able to watch Clark Kellogg give his thoughts about March Madness, his career, everything else. And he'll be with Danny Mac, Chicago. And they'll be able to give their picks for the college basketball tournament and the big bracket reveal. This will take place again March 9th at Rivers Casino. Doors open at 5 and the show uh, begins at 6 o'clock. And we're gonna, we have our, our last pair of tickets we're going to get away here, right? And I believe a pair of VIP ducats that Snorling is going to pluck somebody who was one of the lucky winners this week. Yep. The five winners. One of them will get a pair of VIP ducats. Who's pulling that name, by the way? Hugh Yeah, I've got the wheel spinner ready to go. I've got the four qualifiers thus far. 
and we'll get a qualifier right now, and then I'll spin that wheel back here. Okay. Well, Cap, what are your thoughts on him spinning the wheel? You have some thoughts? No, I'm not even going to go. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a trusty man. It's better than you and I doing it. What do you, what do you mean you're not going to go there? What am I, rigging this contest? <laughs> I don't care who gets the VIPs. No my, offense my, to my, whoever gets them. I don't care. I it got, doesn't make a difference to me. I got my buddy the tickets. Yeah. Okay, caller four, regular line, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776. You want to go? It's our way of saying thanks for listening to Cap and J. Hood weekday mornings at 7 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Uh, sidebar may I approach. Yes, brought to you by Ankin Law, 3126 million for the great Howard Ankin. Saw my ball. Today, Cap, and this is for Shea too. Today is National Trading Card Day. Today is National Trading Card Day, Cap. How about that? What's your favorite card you had as a kid? Your most prized possession. What do you consider being a kid? You know, Is that when I'm 10 or because I got a card in 1992 that is I still have. I have it in a safe deposit box. It's my prized possession. Okay, Cap. Well, we all know you're not a child in 92. So, 40-something years 14. old. <laughs> 44. <laughs> so, so we're talking about 60 to, to 75. My Ron Santo card. Rookie? No, it was not a rookie, but oh. it was just a cool Ron Sano card. And then I had one that had the two players on it. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Ron Sano and Billy Williams. Oh, that's worth something. That was a cool I don't have it anymore. The, the combo. The combo put is it in always the spokes good. on my bike. Oh. Yeah. Dumbass. Why do, we, why do we do that, Jay Moore, to people that we love, right? If you are in that time, Ron Sano and Billy Williams was it for the Cubs. Yes. And and Ernie Banks, those three, they ran the city. They did, but yet Cap, a lot, a lot, a lot of us would put the card in the uh, the old spokes of the bike, so you can make that sound. Right. So we're just throwing money away. They had no value and understanding. None. Yeah, no one did. Why do we do that as kids? Did we just, did we want a motorcycle that bad that we put a valuable baseball card into the spokes of a bike? Right. Just so it could sound like we're on a moped. I remember my dad got a baseball. He was. One of his closest friends was Arnie Harris, you know, the director. Arnie Harris. Right. <laughs> they were really tight. And Arnie got a baseball from, I don't remember who on the Cubs, but it was somebody on, like, the 69 Cubs. Valuable? Yes. It wasn't like Don Young. It was yeah. either Sano, uh, Banks, Williams, Kessinger, Becker, one of them, mm-hmm. Hundley. And he, my dad pulled up one day from work, and my brother and I are playing Grounder, we called it, yeah. where you would throw grounders at each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, hmm, where'd you get the ball, boys? What? <laughs> it's all scuffed up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Shay Dorley Dow with uh, the wheel to d- name the VIP winner for the tickets for this great event that uh, you could be able to be part of with Danny Mac and with Clark Kellogg. Yeah, all got, right. We got five qualifiers, Scott, Johnny, Sean, Michael, and today's caller was Jim at UIC. Time for me to spin oh, the wheel. I will let you know who the winner is, and we'll get in touch with you. All right. Let's roll it and see what we got here. Interesting uh, topics here. Ah. Unbelievably, today's caller, Jim at UIC. Wow, luck of the draw. The Friday winner. Luck of the draw, yeah. I like that. Go Flames! There we go. How about that? So Is he a student? Uh, he said he's a staff member. 
So. Oh, nice. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. Had nothing to do with that, you know. It's Hitty's boy. No, yeah, no. no. I'm just kidding. No, no. No. <laughs> this is, no. Uh, I'm hearing now, this is under protest. Word from upstairs. This is under protest. Jonathan Hood seems to have overstepped his bounds. This is why I talked to you about baseball cards. I didn't even look at the screen. You noticed this, right? Correct. Did not even look and see who was the winner because I was looking right at you. So that text message, it says, Jim, I got you. <laughs> well, that's for a different reason. <laughs> that's for a different reason. I got you for something else. Nonetheless, congratulations on the VIP tickets, uh, Jim, from University Village. Take that. Coming up next, Tim Anderson and his dismay at people like Cap, me, Garfine, and others, and the fans. Two minutes on Cap and J-Hood. Here we go.